Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, BrainStuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today I've got another classic episode for you. This one concerns the strange story of why and how fruit flies became the very first earthly animal to visit outer space. Hi, BrainStuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. On February 20th of 1947, the humble fruit fly boldly went where no earth creature had gone before, into space. Of all things, the historic trip was made on a rocket originally designed by Nazis. You see, toward the end of World War II, American soldiers seized a number of German V-2 ballistic missiles, along with enough component pieces to fill 300 train cars. The V-2s were high-tech, long-range weapons that could fly at a top speed of 3,500 miles per hour, that's about 5,600 kilometers per hour, and hit targets standing as far as 200 miles, that's 320 kilometers away. Uncle Sam's military realized that V-2s had great scientific potential. 
1946, the armed forces began test-firing them at the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. Even back then, there was an interest in the possibility of putting a man in outer space someday. But first, some major technical questions needed answering. For starters, scientists wondered if exposure to cosmic radiation would harm potential future astronauts. So, starting in 1946, the military launched a series of biological samples into space on V-2 rockets. Seeds from corn, rye, and other plants were sent skyward, often reaching heights of 80 miles, that's 130 kilometers or more above the ground. Most, but not all, of these were recovered post-launch and thoroughly examined by scientists working with the U.S. Navy. According to the Office of Naval Research, the White Sands Missile Range didn't manage to send animals into space until 1947. On February 20th of that year, a V-2 loaded with fruit flies traveled 67 miles, that's 109 kilometers, up into the atmosphere. NASA currently recognizes the altitude of 66 miles, or 100 kilometers, as the point where space officially begins. Therefore, those bugs are considered the first animals to ever visit the final frontier. But why were fruit flies chosen for this cosmic journey? Genetically, their species has way more in common with Homo sapiens than you might think. Around 75% of all of the disease-causing genes present in humans have analogs in the fruit fly's genetic code. Studying fruit flies can therefore teach us a lot about our own genetic makeup, which is a big reason the insects are so popular among biological researchers. It's also the reason that the White Sands Missile Range wanted to see what would happen to them in outer space. On the V-2's descent back to Earth, a capsule containing the fruit flies broke away and a parachute slowly lowered it down onto New Mexican soil. The scientists were relieved to see that the fruit flies were still alive, and perhaps more importantly, that the cosmic radiation had had no genetic effect on them. In other words, the insects had not been mutated in space. That encouraged biologists to launch other animals on V-2 excursions. By the time NASA was founded in 1958, America had sent numerous hamsters, mice, and monkeys into space, though sadly, many of them did not make it back alive. However, this research and their sacrifice has paved the way to the amazing exploration being done today. Today's episode is based on the article, Why Fruit Flies Were the First Animals in Space, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.